Hello, and welcome to Baldwining, where we discuss and flail over Adam Baldwin and his many performances. Sit back, relax, grab a glass of scotch and a good cigar, and join us. I am Elvira, and this is Robin. And, Hi, guys. <laughs> and today we will be <laughs> discussing DC Cab, which I just made Robin watch, um, that I've been talking about for a while. And um, yeah, so what do you think about it? Yeah, I think it was pretty charming, like I said earlier. I mean, it's not as bad as I thought it's going to (laughs) be. Because DC Cab, I tried to look for it before. Um, I think I told you, like, the first time that Adam's movies are, some of them are so obscure that I can't find them online. They're so hard to find. Yeah, but, you know, I look at, the synopsis of the movie or what it's about like I saw some reviews of DC cap like you know they, they say that it's not good and whatever <laughs> but honestly I've watched worse movies before <laughs> I've watched but worse of Adams it. before <laughs> <laughs> well not particularly Adams but yeah, yeah. Th- this one's pretty cute I mean I got I got the humor Mr. <laughs> T's pretty funny and the others uh, just uh, Dell, just no. <laughs> oh God! But of course, yeah. You 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 got Adam there with his cute curly hair and I love his know. hair. It's so fluffy. Yeah. Oh my God! He was so handsome there. So cute. But yeah, I I liked it. But I guess right now I can't really pinpoint what parts I love because it's you know I it's the first time that I watched it. But how about you? I mean. What particulars did you love about this movie? Because I know you've been watching this for like, I don't know, two weeks. <laughs> A week? Call me out. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's probably been two weeks. No, but like, okay, so I, I'm an 80s baby. And I, I was actually born the year this movie came out. And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason, um, I remember watching this movie on TV as a kid. And I don't know, like, my mom has done, has said several things, like, I'm like, hey, mom, we, I watched Star Wars, and she's like, I don't remember you watching that, and I'm like, do you know what I was watching on TV? <laughs> Apparently not, <laughs> because <Okay. laughs> I was watching things like DC Cab, <laughs> you know, and okay. um, and I remember, I just, I, I have, like, I don't remember a lot of it from when I was little. Like, I remember the cabs, mm-hmm. and I remember, like, it was funny. I remember Mr. T and his... The one thing that really stuck out to me, like, <laughs> through the years, was that little airplane that he had flying around, the little gold airplane on top of the taxi flight. Oh, yeah? Just circling. Like, that's, I don't know why, that just, like, stood out in my mind, like, all these years. So, <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> but um, then going back and revisiting it as an adult, I was like, I don't know why I was watching this as a child. <laughs> but I was. You know, times were different. And, um... Like I don't want my child watching that right now, <laughs> but you know, oh, maybe the TV yeah. version isn't quite as bad. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure that there were less boobs <laughs> on oh, TV. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, aside that, from that, that, like, that surprised me. But you know, it's an <laughs> 80s movie. It's like... Yeah, I mean, you know, they're just out there. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I I don't know. It's just for me. It's I think it's more of the the feel of the movie. Like, it was very 80s, which is, you know, when I was younger, like, when things were a lot more carefree. <laughs> you know, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the 80s, it was it was so 80s, 
like just to the to the T, Mr. T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still dumb. <laughs> but no, it was no, it, like the the um the eighties feel and you know, even down to like the music and just the overall the I guess I was trying to avoid the word, but I guess the aesthetic of DC. Um because I, I live pretty close to D.C. and we go there a lot now uh, as an adult. I hadn't gone much as a child. I only went in like seventh grade or sixth grade or something on a field trip. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, just like I guess just the feel of it is really what I like about it. And, of course, Adam is just he's always just so handsome and especially his floofy <laughs> hair. I love his floofy hair. But um, but, you know, it's just it's one of those movies that I just it's like a feel good movie for me. Like if I'm feeling kind of down and I watch it, I feel better. So I, I don't know. It's just it's always been that for me, and I it took me a while to be able to find it again because, like you said, his movies are <laughs> so hard to find. Um, yeah. But yeah. So and especially now with like the, a lot of them are on. Um, not a lot. I'm not gonna say a lot. Some of them are on like Prime, and some of them are on Vudu. Like DC Cab is on Vudu. That's how I have it. Um, oh. And. You know, because some of a lot of his movies didn't go to DVD, and a lot of the oh. TV shows didn't go to DVD either. Like he's got, he says he has a DVD version of The Inside, which I want so bad, because somebody, some pure blessed soul, has put it up on YouTube, and it's oh, the quality yeah. is so bad. But The Inside was so good. But I like, like Adam said, I don't think the world was quite ready for that. Um, DC Cab though, when it originally came out, it it didn't do bad, I don't think. Like, as far as I can remember reading, it didn't do bad. It wasn't like, you know... Because, you know, especially oh. Mr. T. Like, Mr. T was a big oh, selling yeah. point. Because he was a big deal in the 80s. So, it's like, oh, Mr. Oh. T's in this movie. So, you know, it was like a big, big thing. Um, but other than that, I mean... It, I don't know. I just, I just really like... I just really love the movie. And it, it's so wild and... It's like you think you're going in one direction with the plot, and then all of a sudden they're kidnapped. So <laughs> random. <laughs> but I mean, I guess yeah. When you when you go back and watch it again, though, you see that nun who has taken the pictures. She's always out there taking pictures, looking pretty sketchy. So like they were setting it up, but you know, it's just one of those things where she was a background. We didn't really pay attention to it and all that. But the the game at the beginning. Um, that was oh yeah that was so random like I, I don't know I guess I get like what they're doing like a psychic blood brother game or whatever uh-huh. but um I don't I don't know I, what stuck out to you seeing it for the first well, time yeah I mean when we talked about it before you mentioned about the aesthetic mm-hmm. which I actually like too because okay I'm born I, I was born in the nineties. <laughs> which is a decade later from the 80s, right? Uh, but for some reason, I'm into the 80s aesthetic. I don't know why. Uh, the look of awesome. it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I guess you mentioned it earlier. Like, um, it's just, a, I guess, a time where not much people worried about yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I guess it's just a, not really, I, I, I can't say a peaceful time, but I guess it's just easy, I guess, to leave, uh, to live in the 80s. I wouldn't know. But yeah, uh, but the look and the music, yeah. I love the music of the 80s and the music that they used in yeah. the movie. I, I mean, I haven't 
listened to them before, but I liked them <laughs> while uh, watching the movie, so it's really good. And yeah, um, I guess I get the slapstick uh, cheesy humor. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm dumb like that and I laugh at shit like that. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Can we swear here? <laughs> but yeah, I love that sort of humor. And Tyrone, I, I don't know, I find him so funny. <laughs> I love Tyrone. <laughs> Him his curlers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his curlers, uh, curlers right? So, yeah. But really, yeah, I, I wanted to mention too that the first scene <laughs> surprised me. Like, I know that DC Cap is supposed to be a comedy, but there's this guy being chased by dudes in masks, and I'm like, okay, where is this going? And then, uh, then I feel that it's just something. And yeah, Tyron lost his rollers and everything, but but, but yeah, it's really really fun. It, that's the thing; it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> there's was. not there's not a low uh, point in that movie where you know everyone's sad, except for you know Dell. I'm, <laughs> I'm always gonna mention how dumb Dell is. It's not the funny dumb; it's the annoying dumb. I'm really <laughs> right? sorry. It is. But, but so I guess you know, I guess I'm... yeah. Yeah, Gary Busey and I—he's—he's—he scares me. He scares me so bad, and every time I watch it, I'm like, "Oh my god, I forgot how bad he scares me." (laughs) I mean, when, because I looked him up, so I probably just saw his face probably in the recent years in Google, so that scared me. (laughs) But I'd say it wasn't as bad. In DC camp, it's just that there are some angles where he smiles, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Do I, I have feel to the same. My eyes? <laughs> like I'm always trying to focus but, on something else in the scene that's not him. But he <laughs> has to sit beside Adam. But I want to see Adam. But he's sitting <laughs> beside Adam. <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> you know that thing. But oh yeah. Eh. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I but, agree. But, I think yeah, it's but, it's definitely fun to watch. And I'm sure it was fun yeah. to do. But it's it's one of those things too, it's just it's just a lighthearted like comedy. And you know, I think today there's a lot of and I know that there's a there's a lot of racial slurs in this because of the time. But I mean it doesn't bother me, but I know it bothers a lot of people. But the thing, it's, it seems like there's something missing from comedy today. Comedy today is either not funny or it's so stupid. And this mm-hmm. is kind of in, in between, I think. It's like an in-between comedy. Like, there is slapstick humor. There is, like, situational comedy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with, like, I, I don't know, the whole story about the, um, the two twins and their boss and their brother-in-law who were in the car accident. And it's like, you take it like, oh man, like mm-hmm. this is this is getting pretty deep, and then they're just like, ah, they're just like joking, like I mean, were they telling the truth? Were they not? I don't know. That's part of the thing. We don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But um, maybe they were just doing it to freak Howard out. I don't know. But it was funny <laughs> at the end. I mean, it was really funny when they were talking about. It, but it was funny at the end, you know, when they were like, ah, and everybody was laughing. It was one of those things where you know their cab goes backwards, like. <laughs> Just, just like yeah. little things, like little dumb things, but not like so stupid that you're like, God, this is hard to watch. Like some of the comedy today. Yeah, yeah some of the comedy today are like cringe now. Yeah, yeah. 
Just... Even and maybe it's because they're trying to be too politically correct, I guess, because there is humor in not being politically yeah. correct. Don't I'm uh-huh. gonna get hated for that one, but I mean it's true. There is. I mean, I also I have a weird sense of humor because I was in like EMS, so we have that twisted sense of humor anyway. So it just you know it doesn't bother me. I find it amusing. <laughs> but no, I'm. I guess I'm pretty much the same. I mean, I'm into dark humor, yeah. really. But, um, it's probably because I, I've been watching so many series. I mean, situational comedy, uh, movies from the U.S. Of course, but yeah, I guess that pretty much molded my dark humor. Not really dark, <laughs> but you know, I'm not off when it comes to. Uh, quote unquote non-political uh politically correct humor and all that stuff yeah i don't mind that the old stuff the old comedy that is being shown in 80s comedy i I don't mind that i mean what's funny to me is funny as long as you're not hurting anyone exactly I, I, i mean yeah but now the comedy is just i don't know um i i guess i might get hit with this as well but um some some writers, I guess, are a little scared to explore or go oh, yeah. to that length of yeah. writing comedy. Because, you know, if it gets bad reviews because of what they wrote or what their character said, that's not going to do well for them. So, I don't know. I'm yeah. blabbering nonsense. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, it's not nonsense. It makes total sense. Like... You're absolutely right. Everybody's scared these days, and it's it's a shame because I think that the I mean, of course, with everything going on, the film industry's taking a big hit anyway. But now, when you add on all this other stuff, you know, there it's like, well, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Like, yeah, you know, like it's not funny anymore. You can't even say, you know, I don't know. You can't even say girl without somebody flipping out nowadays. And that's just dumb. <laughs> I know, right? That, that That's a little annoying. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm a little annoyed at that. But I, I mean, it's I'm just... Whatever. <laughs> it's just... Uh, anyway. But back to DC Cab. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I always Also, I always think that girl... I showed it to you, Claudette, I, the waitress. I always think that she's Winnie Cooper. <laughs> Danica McKellar and I'm like oh, I, at first I thought it was her when I rewatched it and I was like oh man Winnie Cooper and then I was really upset because it wasn't her <laughs> but um well, pardon my uncultured ass but no you're fine like, I'm not really familiar with no, I know. Winnie Cooper Winnie Cooper was a character on a show called The Wonder Years that went on for like a long time I don't know how many seasons but uh, The Wonder Years was part of everybody's childhood growing up between you know the 80s and 90s so it's like something that we grew up with so when I saw her I was like oh my god she was like the right age at the right time to be Winnie Cooper I think I don't know I might be wrong but I mean she's she looks like uh Jill Sholin I don't know if that's how you say her name or not but that's who played Claudette but um but yeah I was like you showed me that picture right I mean you you sent that picture earlier yeah Yeah, that sort of looks like her yeah, and it, it made me, I think maybe too, that's part of the the reason that the aesthetic really gets me so much is that it, it brings back that nostalgia. Like, you know, shows like The Wonder Years, which if you ever get a chance to watch that whole series, you should. It's fantastic. Um, it has Fred Savage is the main character, 
who I don't know. Did you are you familiar with Boy Meets World or Girl Meets World? No, I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> Those the Boy Meets World and the uh, was later '90s, I think, uh-huh. early later later '90s, and that was the guy who started in the Wonder Years, Fred Savage, in Boy Meets World. It was Ben Savage, his younger brother. So it was kind of like mm-hmm. both of those shows for me, like just like carried me through like my whole like, growing yeah. up phase. So, and it was, so I think maybe too, that's part of it for me personally. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just, I really love this dumb movie. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite movies. And um, my husband's always making fun of me. He's like, are you watching that again? <laughs> and then he'll be like, yeah, you choose what we want to watch. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, so you don't want to watch what I want to watch. He's like, well, what do you want to watch? And so I start naming off stuff. I'm like, DC Cab, Firefly. He's like, can we watch something else? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, something I told else you. He told me to Adam choose. But, right. No, we can't watch anything that doesn't have Adam in it. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I don't know. I just want to mention it. Because before, I, I was in this huge Adam kick last year. Because when I started watching Chuck again during the quarantine, I was like, oh, God, I have to find Adam Baldwin movies and all that crap. So I got, I, well, I watched Full Metal, Full Metal Jacket like two years prior. So I had that saved in Netflix. Yeah. By the way, Netflix, bring back Full Metal Jacket, please. Right, right. Anyways, um, and then, I don't know. Yeah, I downloaded Independence Day, but... I watched it when I was a little kid. I don't remember what happened. I don't remember him being in that movie, but I watched it. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. But I watched it with my roommate, you know, Callie. Yeah. And so we watched it. I, I don't know. I made some sort of excuse, like, oh, I watch it because it has aliens and all that crap. <laughs> Adam's in it. So when he shows up, Callie's like, oh, it's Casey. <laughs> and I said, oh, this is totally not my reason for watching this. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and then. I'm going to say it was I, a good movie. I will say that. It was a good movie. The yeah. The resurgence was, was not so great. Uh, the second oh, one was not as great. Oh, I, um, also, Adam I, was not in it, so. But it did have Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. So. Oh, it was okay for that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just shrugging. Uh, no. If it doesn't have Adam, well, no. <laughs> yeah, it, that's, that's where I'm at in my life right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not interested. If it doesn't have Adam, I'm not interested. And so I was all excited, you know, about his, his football movie. I was like, I told my husband, and he was like, why are you so excited? And I was like, because I went in there, and I was like, they're making a Kurt Warner biopic. And he was like, did you see Kurt Warner? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, why are you so excited? And I was like, because Zachary Levi has the lead. And he goes, is Adam in it? (laughs) And I was like, yes. You. (laughs) He knows. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, okay. (laughs) I mean, he knows. I mean, like I said, you know, Independence Day was like the movie for me. Like I said, I watched... I watched DC Cab when I was young. I I watched My Bodyguard. I'm pretty sure that's the reason why I hate Matt Dillon. It's <laughs> because of My Bodyguard. Because, like, that's really all I remembered as a kid was how terrible he was. Yeah, the bully. Yeah. So I think that's why 
Um, that's why I hate him. But I remember watching those movies as a kid, but I didn't really like... Nothing really clicked for me until my friend and I, um, her name was Anna, and we went to see Independence Day in the theaters when it came out, July 3rd, 1996. I remember this because it was, like, it was a big deal, like, you know, Independence Day, or the aliens are going to attack, and blah, 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 it was a whole big thing. So, we went and saw it, and, like, the next day, or, like, the next day we went to school or whatever, everybody was talking about, because everybody saw it over the weekend, because it was, like, a big deal, and, um, everybody was like, Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith, and I'm like, yeah, but the guy, the guy who shot the can, though, (laughs) that's, that's the guy I like, (laughs) and that is the moment, (laughs) When he came on oh, yeah. screen, when I was like, that's my husband. <laughs> and it's just been that way since 1996. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I was, I was literally the only one who was not like googly-eyed over Will Smith. And mm. that's, I think that's why it stuck out so much, because everybody was like, Will Smith, Will Smith. And I was like, yeah, but the other guy, no, the, the other Air Force guy. guy with the gun. <laughs> one. But yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I think... Uh, I don't even know, but... Yeah, no, I, I, okay, so I really, the part that I like, I don't know why, and maybe this is, I'm just, I don't know, I'm weird. I like how they had him riding with everybody, almost everybody. Oh, yeah. So that they could see, like, you know, how, how they did things and all this other stuff. Maybe that's just me because, like, I've been in a job where I, when I trained, I rode with other people to see what they, how they did things, like actually rode mm-hmm. with them, like in the ambulance and stuff. And I think that's kind of like partially where I feel like drawn to like that experience of riding with different people and, you know, Hey, can I ride with you? And like that guy that really doesn't want you to ride with them and like that kind of thing <clears throat> kind of pulled at me yeah. too. So I, I like that, and I, I like that he just was like, I'm just going to ride with Tyrone. Like, he just sat in there and was like, I'm doing it. And Tyrone got him with, like, the most obnoxious yeah. that he could find. <laughs> he was, was so just like, funny. He was just like, I'm it's fine. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> holding the little baby, he was, like, crying. And I was just, oh, God, in the 80s, just holding the baby in the front seat. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. The 80s were wild. <laughs> How did any of us survive? <laughs> I don't know, man. But that I, was that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> just yeah, I don't know. Weird though, because today is uh is what my my mom and dad call my adoption day. Well, like my whole family does, um, because mm-hmm. in '84, and I was like what four months four months old, um, I was adopted today. And my mom always tell me how she took me home from the hospital in a Pinto, which is a car you can Google. <laughs> You're going to laugh at <laughs> it. didn't, like, have a back seat or anything. Like, she was just, like, holding me, like, in the front seat. Like, that's – and they were like, okay, bye. Have a great day. Like, it was fine. Like, that's just how things were in the 80s. <laughs> like, oh, this okay. Is so wild. <laughs> Just carrying a baby in a front seat. Nothing yeah, like, to see. <laughs> in a Pinto of all things. Oh my god, it's such a oh, small little car. Okay. Like it's it's so teeny tiny. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm googling it. <laughs> yeah, I do Google it. It's it'll make you laugh. Is it a Ford Pinto? <laughs> yep. Okay, so Pinto. Okay. Pinto. Yep. It looks... <laughs> nice. 
my dad, like, he had all kinds of cars growing up. And, and I think in a, another big thing, not I think I know, another big thing of why I love those cabs so much, like, I know I said it, like, three times. I love those <laughs> cabs, like, the old 50s-style cabs so much. Like, my dad um, basically is an old car collector. And oh. he has, like, the car that he's kept, like, has been his favorite is a 1938 Chevy. And... Growing up, we had that. We had, um, gosh, I had a 37 pickup truck. My dad had a 56 Buick. Like, all kinds of cars just came and went. We had Trans Am. They had the Pinto and El Camino. Like, all these different kinds of cars. Everything wow. my dad could get his hands on, he wanted. He trades. He would trade stuff, and then he would, like, buy others, and then he'd sell stuff. And But he always kept the 38. He still has a 38 today. Um, but I think that's... That's another big draw for me is the cars. Like, I love those 50-style cabs. Like, that's just... I didn't have a bad childhood. I want to throw that out there. I didn't have a bad yeah. childhood. But um, my parents, they, they a whole other set of issues there with mm-hmm. with that. But not going to unpack that. <laughs> but <laughs> the cars, um, it was it was like a... I was like a better time. Maybe it was a better time. I don't know. It was just a time when things, like I said, things were easier, and it was just happy. Like, I was happy to see those cars. I was happy to, you know, just, like, chill. And and I don't have a lot of memories outside of going to car shows, because we went to car shows so often. Every weekend during the summer, we were gone. I mean, I've been to the 48 contiguous states, which is all the states that are connected in North America, um, I've been to all those states plus Canada, um, over the span of, you know, 16 years. Um, because when I was about 16, that's when I kind of stopped going with them so much. Um, really 16, 17, but yeah, but just that traveling and, and that, um, the cars and just the feel of that time, I think is the, is the biggest pull for me on that aesthetic. And I think that's why this movie is so, I don't know. I don't have this with a lot of other eighties movies. Um, Mm -hmm. I do get the feeling from star Wars. It's not quite as strong. And I think that's because there's the cars, honestly, because cars are such a big part of my life. Um, and I think that's, that's a big part of the reason, but like star Wars, like the original star Wars, the original trilogy, I still get that mm-hmm. feeling from, of that, you know, nostalgia and that time and Indiana Jones, um, Smokey and the Bandit is another one. Again, that one had a lot mm-hmm. of cars and that was Burt Reynolds. Oh, Stroker Ace, that dumb movie. <laughs> Stroker Ace. <laughs> I know you have no idea what I'm talking about. He was a race, no, the I... movie was about a race car driver and he was sponsored oh. by like the Chicken Shack or something other equally ridiculous. Um, and like one time you had to dress up as a chicken or whatever. I don't know. It was like, it was like Ricky Bobby, but for the eighties. So like Talladega Nights, Juicy Talladega Nights. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it, you might like it. it. It might be up your, your humor alley, but, um, but Smokey and the Bandit was like that for the eighties. And he was, you know, just fast cars, car chases, you know, running around that, that kind of thing. That's what Smokey and the Bandit was. That's all that was. Burt Reynolds was like the king of car chases next to the Dukes of Hazard. But anyway, um, 
I'm probably speaking gibberish to you because I know you didn't grow up with this. <laughs> but oh, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the cars are really nice to look at. Again, yeah. I'm not from the 80s and we have different cars here. Most of our cars here are not American cars, but Toyota. So most are manufactured from Japan. More, yeah. mo most are Japan cars. So Japanese cars. So uh, I'm not really familiar. I mean, I haven't really seen a muscle car right, like, right in yeah. front of me. But I like looking at them. I'm not really a car person, but you know when I see, uh, when I see like a muscle car in the movie, I, I appreciate it. I mean, it's an it's a nice look. Yeah. So, yeah, I I sort of get the nostalgia though. Like you're watching a film from your time, and it just brings this sort sort of rush in you, a nostalgic rush, bringing you back to that time when you were doing this stuff and this stuff around this year or when you're looking at this particular car and it reminds you of that time that you um rode in that vehicle and all that stuff so yeah so i sort of get that and probably yeah i agree that that's probably why you love that movie so much <laughs> yeah but i mean it, it it was a it is it was a funny movie i think it's funny mm -hmm. um I'm, i mean not, not gonna lie though, I mean, oh yeah, and Myrna, sorry, and Myrna, Myrna. Yeah. no, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, the the movie is funny, I liked it, but I love it more because Adam's in it, so I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie about that, I'm only watching it because Adam's in it, I loved it, that's a result of it. <laughs> <laughs> I found that with a few of his movies, um, one movie that I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I I remember watching it a while back, um, and I didn't really. I guess I wasn't paying attention or something. I'm not sure. But Ordinary People, which was like the second movie that he did, um, I he's only in it for like maybe five, possibly ten minutes total. But I got so sucked in to this movie. It was so good. And it was so well done. And the actors oh. were just, like, amazing. And just the whole story. I, it, the guy, you, have you seen The Hunger Games? Yeah. <laughs> you know President Snow? The big bad guy? Yeah, I've, yeah. yeah I've seen that. It was him, but when he was young. Whoa. Right? And so I had a little trouble there at first. Because I was, like, <laughs> so tuned to hate President Snow. Because I, Hunger <laughs> is another movie that I've watched a lot since it came out, but um, mm -hmm. but I was just once I got past that initial block of oh my god he's bad because he actually wasn't he was actually very mm -hmm. good in the movie, and um, it it I mean we're gonna have to watch that movie because that's a whole other thing to unpack and even though like I said I watched it because Adam was in it but I really enjoyed it and it was one of those movies that I think is gonna stick with me for a long time. Wow, that's interesting, though. I mean, do, can you tell me what the movie is about? You yeah. know, without spoiling. Yeah, sure. It's uh, well, without spoiling, <laughs> it's uh, it's about <laughs> this kid um, who I think I think this is in the the synopsis, but it's it's a big part of the movie, but it's also not a big part. If that makes sense. But so there's this mm -hmm. kid, and uh, his brother 
was killed in an accident. And oh. it's about his reactions and his family's reactions to that death and how they go through it and the things that they're going through. And um, Mary Tyler Moore is in it as well. And I used to watch the Mary Tyler Moore show. And I don't know if you know, it's like a show from like the 60s or 70s. I don't know, maybe 80s. I'm not sure. But uh, Mary Tyler Moore was very popular. And I, she was always like this, like this good girl. And she it's not that she's a bad person in this movie. It's just that her reaction to her son's death is not a good one. And it, mm. it, it, again, it was shocking to see the range of these actors who are like Mary Tyler Moore was known for being like the sweetheart. And, you know, uh, what was his name? Donald Sutherland, I think is, is known for being, you know, not known for being, but to me, he was known for being a complete asshole. So mm. to go from those kind, those two, I guess, typecast being switched. Yeah. And to see those actors range, I mean, the movie won all kinds of awards. Like every, almost everybody won an award. If they didn't win, they were nominated for several. Like it was, it was a great movie. And the main, the main character, I should know his name, but I forgot it. <laughs> but um, he's uh, just, just the acting that he did, the, the performance that he gave, was just so. I mean, I was crying at several points in the film. Like wow. it, I mean, it, it really moved me like that. Everyone's performance really moved me in that, in that film. And it was just, and, and it was again, one of those things where I was just like, I'm watching this because Adam is in it. And Adam's character is like, like a dunce. He's like a jock. He's not even, he's just like part of like the football guys. Like he's not even, I didn't even think he had a full last name, like a full name, <laughs> but he does. Mm-hmm. It's Kevin Stillman. But, um, <laughs> I thought, I, I, I don't know, I was just, I was really taken aback by it. Like, some of the, some of the stuff that he's been in is really good. And I'm not talking about, like, the mainstream, um, the mainstream stuff. Then there's some that's just yeah. real weird. <laughs> real weird. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, Treacherous, um, mm-hmm. where he was, I, I guess, the head of the pit crew for a race car driver because that was real big in the Mm -hmm. 90s and um (laughs) he the race car driver i want to say his name was tommy but i'm not sure but the race car maybe that was his name not important the race car driver got (laughs) in an accident and adam's character ran to save him and when he was trying to save him and pull him out of the car he got hit by another car and it paralyzed him from the waist down so naturally the race car driver and Adam moved to Mexico to open a pink hotel. Perfectly logical. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the whole thing was real gay. And uh, yeah. it was real gay. It was, I mean, it was like, what, late 80s, early 90s, so everything was pretty gay as far as that goes. Uh, and I'm not using that as a slur. People don't kill me. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I'm just saying, you know, a pink hotel in Mexico. Two guys, just throwing it out there. Back in the 80s, mm-hmm. I mean, everything was pink in the 80s, but still. Mm-hmm. So, that yeah. that was a weird one. Um, another really weird one was Hypersonic. I haven't uh, seen that. Yeah, that one's on Prime. I don't know if it's on Prime for you. But that one's oh. on Prime for me, and uh, it's a 
it's about um, a, a racing jets. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I guess, for sport, commercially, sport. It's like NASCAR, but it's jets. Real okay. weird. Yep, it's called Hypersonic. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays a character called Christopher Bannon. I don't know why I remember that. But um, <laughs> the whole, the movie was just... I don't... I'm not sure. <laughs> We're going to have to watch that one, too. <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to break yeah, that one down. We're going to watch a lot of stuff. Yeah. we got to do a wild one next, because, I mean, DC Cab was wild, but it was actually it was actually a good movie, I think. Not, yeah, it's not, pretty Not tame. good, like, you know, oh, this, like, like ordinary people good, but, like, it was, or my bodyguard, even. Um, but we have to watch some of the okay. crazy the crazy things. Yeah, the crazy ones. I mean, yeah. I have uh, bad guys. And... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, or like the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a whole mess. That's <laughs> a mess. I mean, you know me. I'm going to watch anything that has Adam in it. <laughs> as long as I have a copy of that movie or I can find a link to that. Yeah, that one is on YouTube. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is on YouTube. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's real Michael cool. <laughs> I mean, we get... Um... <laughs> we should watch that one next. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just, All right. It's so, it's it's so wild. <laughs> it's so wild. Like, okay. I'm, not, I'm not going to ask. I can't, so I can't I can, even like... tell you. <laughs> I don't want to ruin a surprise. Point. I know, so it's fine. I mean, I'm just going to go in it blind. Like, you know what happened to me with bad guys? I mean, I was really surprised. Oh, yes. That, so. <laughs> I was not expecting any of that, but maybe next time we'll watch that, too. <laughs> I love bad guys. Oh, my God. Bad guys is so good. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's good. so bad. It's good. <laughs> That's another go- 80s. Yeah. Oh yeah. Looks big eighties. I mean his hair? Bitch beach blonde hair. <laughs> Who let him do that? <laughs> I'm so but, you oh, know, God. like I said though, after watching it, didn't you think that there's no other colors this hair could be? Like yeah. Skip could not be brown haired. Like you just couldn't. No. He's, he's just out there. He couldn't do that. Oh my god. That that blonde hair is for his chaotic Oh yeah. yeah, chaotic stuff. Yeah, for that's sure. for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So going back to DC Cam, we're a mess. <laughs> yeah, I, I admit I'm a mess. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just wanted to point out again now how really cute Adam was. I mean Albert. Albert was so freaking cute. I seriously want to draw him because you know I do, I do sketches every yeah, now you and then, and I have. Him. I haven't sketched in a while, but seeing him, I was like, oh, I, I sort of want to try and sketch him because he's super cute. He is and so cute. You you mentioned about the cowboy boots, <laughs> his dad's cowboy boots, yes. which is too big for him. And I was like, okay, if that's too big for him, I don't, his dad is probably a giant. Right? But, I mean, he's yeah. six foot four. Mr. He's, T he's, looked like a dwarf next to him. 
Right? And I see, I grew up thinking that Mr. T was, like, huge. Right? I thought he was just this yeah. big, tall, huge, tank-built guy. But standing next to Adam. Not even just Adam. Scrawny Adam. Because he was not... Yeah. He was not built in mm-hmm. 1983. So, next to Scrawny Adam, he was still just... He was, like, several inches shorter... And, yeah, maybe he was a bit thicker, but Adam's still just so big next to him. And I'm like, yeah, wow. <laughs> because I literally thought Mr. T was, like, <laughs> huge. Like, you know, like I said, he was a big deal in the 80s growing up. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing Mr. T somewhere. And I mean, I'm not I'm not familiar with Mr. T. I mean, I I'm, haven't seen his stuff, except for this. But... I've used to watch this improv comedy show, Who's Line Is It Anyway? Yes, and I love that show. They do a lot of Mr. T impressions. I mean, Wayne Brady does a lot of that. So yeah, I was like, does. oh, okay. I like do Mr. T. Oh, you watch that too. That's really yeah, funny. Yeah, I, so. I love that show. Oh, my God. Me and my husband watch it all. We used to watch it all the time. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, so I know Mr. T because of Who's Line Is It Anyway? So <laughs> now... I've I've always had this impression that Mr. T is this big dude with right. big muscles. Put uh, your fool is something like that. <laughs> <I'm> a fool. <laughs> yeah, a fool. And something like that. So when I saw him like standing, you, you know, when I said that, oh my God, Mr. T looks so small beside Adam. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm not right. expecting that. What am I gonna stand like at? arm height or what hip height beside Adam because I'm really small I don't know maybe I don't know, I don't know. Was like, he's I'm so, five I'm, two yeah me too <laughs> okay we're small yeah we're, we're little and Adam is not <laughs> but, uh, uh, no. but yeah no oh gosh and the the artwork for DC cab the poster and everything the main poster was Mr. T like pulling off that door oh. and holding it up you know what I'm talking about you've seen that one yeah. Yeah. So I'm I like think I have, yeah. thinking about that, I and mean, like look at Adam next to Adam, and I'm like, okay. And also like <laughs> the Barbarian Brothers, the twins, like they were, oh, I mean, yeah? they were like real wrestlers. But oh. <laughs> like, why, why uh-huh. did they seem so much bigger than Mr. T? Like I had this image in my head of Mr. T that was shattered <laughs> when I rewatched DC Cab. <laughs> But I was like, oh, my childhood. Aww. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, it's... probably because of his presence. Yeah. I mean, you did mention that he's a big, big thing in the 80s. So yeah, yeah, I guess his presence. Big he kind of commands that, commands the room when he wants uh, to yeah. And Adam quite hasn't quite got to that point yet. You he's know. a sweet boy that just came in from the South and everything. Georgia. Super cute. Yeah. He's so yeah, cute. <laughs> he was adorable. And then, oh gosh, it was just so cute. Oh my goodness. That, that, that small, I, I don't know if I can call it montage, but that small scene where uh, Albert and Harold first hung out in his house. Yeah. It was super cute. It was. And then going through the, with the helmet and everything and the pictures and yeah, dancing around. Fun. It was was really cute. Yeah, I like that. Um, And I think that was good, too. Like, I I would really like to know more about Albert and his father's relationship. Like, Mm. how... 
because he said his dad was always saying, don't be like me, be like Harold. Mm, Don't be like me, be like Harold. Like, that was the thing that stuck in his head to the point where Albert hitchhiked, what, 680-something miles to Mm -hmm. go meet Harold. And I'm just, like, what, you know, was it, obviously, Hmm. he said he said Harold was the only one who came back and made his big dreams come true. So, to to take that piece, maybe his dad, you know, wasn't doing so well. Um, you know, a mm. lot of Vietnam was a whole mess. And, you know, my yeah. dad, my dad was in Vietnam. He won't talk about it. Everything I've learned about my dad in Vietnam has been from my mom. Um, oh, okay. My dad won't talk about it. Most Vietnam vets won't talk about it. So to have, it's kind of good to see someone who was kind of able to, I guess, reenter society like Harold did. Um, to the point where, you know, he was ultimately successful. Um, it took a little while to get there, but he was ultimately successful. Um, it was good to see that trope because that trope is not there a lot. It's usually you have people coming out of Vietnam who can't do anything. Um, Mm -hmm. there was, there was another movie, another Adam movie, The Assignment, which we will watch, um, which was a good movie. Um, Oh, and it the the main character I can't give too much away, but the main character mm-hmm. was in Vietnam. We find that out in the opening credit sequence, so that's not a big secret. Mm-hmm. He was in Vietnam, um, and he struggles a lot. But there's several oh. different reasons why he struggles that are you know that get into in the movie. But um. And ultimately, he is successful, which, like I said, is a good trope to see, but along mm-hmm. the same lines, that movie was a very different set of circumstances than just someone coming out of Vietnam and trying to do something with their lives, trying to re-enter society as a functioning adult, as someone who's not just a killing machine anymore, you know, who's, mm-hmm. it's, it was good for me, I think, to see that, because you don't see that a lot. Um, sometimes in films and TV and stuff, people will casually mention, oh yeah, I was in Vietnam or my dad was in Vietnam, whatever, mm. but it, it doesn't, it's not necessarily, I don't want to say the focus cause it wasn't the focus of DC cap either, but it was a driving force for Albert to come from Georgia up to DC, um, mm-hmm. to, to meet this guy. This guy who made it. This guy who did something good. Um, So it makes me wonder about his father and, you know, what things were like at at home. And, um, you know, he, Albert's... What what drove him to say something like that? Like, don't be like me. Yeah. Like, for for a father to say that to their son, I feel like there's really something something. going going on there. And... Uh, Albert's offhanded comment about funerals are bu- funerals are bullshit anyway. Like, you know, I don't know. I just I would I would have liked to see more about his dad and his relationship. I know that it they had a lot packed into almost two hours, which was a long movie back then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I would like to know more about that personally. Do you have any head cannons about that? I'm just curious. 
about his dad or about Albert in general? Yeah, I mean Albert and his dad connection, or you know, what it's something Albert's that I've child. yeah, it's, it's something that I've been thinking about. Um, I mean, obviously Albert looks up to his dad. You know, he wears mm-hmm. his boots. You know, he <laughs> he even though they're too big, which is wild because <laughs> his dad must have been really fucking big. But you know, to I I don't know, just the the thought of like uprooting and like relocating to somewhere to to follow your dream is another um, is another trope that I really love in in DC Cab um, because that's what Albert was doing and and Albert I guess maybe maybe it was trusted his dad so much or maybe it was you know he looked up to his dad so much even though his dad was like don't look up to me um, mm-hmm. that he wanted to be. He wanted to own his own cab company. That's what he wanted to do. So mm-hmm. to go from whatever he was doing in Georgia, which was probably not driving a cab in Locust Grove, because that's pretty rural. Um, it's definitely not a city. Uh, and hitchhiking up to D.C. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. That just, to me, and Albert doesn't seem like the type of person to take such a leap unless Mm -hmm. he feels it's worth it. Like, he's not impulsive, mind you. Um, Mm -hmm. He's not impulsive. I think that he planned that for a long time. I think maybe maybe even his dad and him talked about it. Like, hey, you know, if -hmm. something ever happens to me, you should, you know, or whatever. Because originally I thought for some reason he was 18. And that, he, like, he was 18, his dad died, and he went up to D.C., but he was, actually, I think he's 21. Um, oh, okay. So, which makes a difference, because at 18, you're free to do what you want, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So, he still stuck around. So, maybe his dad was sick, or, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. And I don't even know if his dad died from natural causes, or if, you know... If he was one of those vets that couldn't do it and, you know, took his own life. I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. the way... Yeah, it wasn't explored at all. And I feel like there was a lot more there that they could have unpacked, Mm -hmm. even if it was just in those little scenes with him and Harold. Oh, yeah. Just to be like, just, you know, just a comment or whatever. Um, The funerals are bullshit comment kind of makes me lean towards maybe it wasn't a natural death kind of a thing. Mm. Not that Albert mm-hmm. did it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it was he did himself. I'm just <laughs> to clarify. Mm-hmm. I don't believe Albert killed his dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, just just things like little comments like that could have gone a long way, as far as mm-hmm. you know, giving us a little bit more of why Albert came to DC in the first place. Yeah, it would have been nice to you know hear something like. You know, a little, little tidbit about his dad and all that. But yeah. I guess, yeah. I mean, that pro- that that the movie had a different focus. But you yeah. know, it would have been a nice little thing. Yeah, nice little touch. And like I said, it didn't even have to be like a huge, like dramatic scene because mm-hmm. that wouldn't have fit the movie. But if you would just like a comment here or there, you know, during that montage like you said the one that was so much fun like when they were looking through pictures and stuff maybe he could have said like mm-hmm. oh you know like i mean he acted like he'd never seen the pictures before which is in line with the with the mm-hmm. vietnam vets not talking about it um 
it's completely in line for that. And all the war stuff and things like that. And I, I just, I don't know, I, I really, I love Harold. Like, Harold is, I also love Mr. Rhythm, but in a different, oh, yeah. for, for, different <laughs> for different reasons. But I just, I love Harold because that stigma of coming back from Vietnam and just falling apart in society does not apply to Harold. And I love that. I love that Harold is able to go through that trunk. I love that he's able to, and he's obviously done that with the flamethrower starting a fire several times <laughs> because you can see this, the soot marks on the chimney or on the, on the mantle. I mean, yep. so I think that, you know, Harold has been playing with his war toys, you know, and he's, <laughs> he's been okay. And it's just, it's refreshing. Even though this is like this, this movie is almost 20 years old. Jeez. But uh, oh no! Wait, ninety-three. It's almost thirty years old. I can math. Thirty. <laughs> I'm not good at math. You know this. I'm not good at math. <laughs> but um, to to just see that is very much refreshing because you don't see that a lot in a film. You don't see that a lot in real life. And to see Harold being able to openly go through that stuff and take out the helmets and play with it, and he's still smiling, and he's still able to do all these things. Like, with all of his stuff from Vietnam, not that he's, like, you know, oh, smiling, like, in a, you know, like, animal mother way, <laughs> but <laughs> smiling, yeah. like, you know, he's, he's okay, and that's just yeah. so good to see. It's so good to see someone be okay after something like that, and I think that's I just, why I yeah, really I've, love Harold so much. I've noticed that trope, now that you mention it, like, mm-hmm. if this particular character came from Vietnam, from uh, the Nam. It's mm-hmm. always going to be like this guy or this, well, yeah, this guy has trouble with whatever happens in that war. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be brood. It's always a brooding character. Uh, whatever his actions are, whatever their actions are is going to uh manifest in whatever situations going to happen in the movie or the series. I mean, uh, Stranger Things, you watch that, right? Yeah. Uh, Hopper, mm-hmm. I think he has a history. I haven't finished yeah, the book. He, he came from Vietnam, right? And yeah. I remember one line in the book uh, where he, well, well it, it said that he doesn't want to talk about Vietnam. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, that, that there's that particular trope, and it is kind of nice to see Harold being ca- coming out of it. Okay, mm-hmm. he, I, I can't say that he has, you know, brief flashbacks of what happened before, but he seems okay. He's fine. Yeah, After... like he's he's a successful, functioning member of yeah. society, which is not always what you want to see. Yeah. And like and like you said, Hopper is addicted to uh, these pills, um, and I can't think of the name right off the top of my head, but it is a real medication that they used to give for insomnia, um, or not insomnia, for anxiety, oh yeah, anxiety and insomnia, um, to soldiers after Vietnam. It was very, very popular, um, wow. and, but it was very, very addictive, and Hopper is seen several times throughout the season, <laughs> popping those pills, two, three yeah. at a time, and they're not really doing much for him anymore at this point, but he's still taking them because it was such an addictive 
medication, and it probably is the only thing that calms him down. They were for sleeping, but at this point, they don't make him sleep anymore, but maybe it's enough to calm his anxiety about it, because he okay. definitely has PTSD, um, not only from Vietnam, but from what happened with his daughter, but um, but yeah, that's that's what you normally see when people talk about from Vietnam or whatever, um, because you normally are going to see people who are struggling and, you know, who are having a hard time dealing with, you know, what they went through and what happened and all that. But mm-hmm. to see Harold um, out there just, you know, doing great. Yeah, is, is pretty a, much a, a, an upstanding citizen, I'd say. Yeah. A responsible adult, I'd say. Yeah. So it's nice to see. I guess it's refreshing to see Albert with Harold too. Like mm-hmm. they had this, they have this dynamic too, like a father, not really a father son, but this bond. Even though they haven't like really seen each other before, they they already had this bond, and it's really nice to see. Yeah, and I think it was a lot of it too was from his father, and, and like Harold said um, when they were talking. Um, when they had the big celebration right after they fixed everything up and all that, and they had the Chinese food come in, and Harold was like, um, you know, I wish I wish my dad was here, Albert said, and he was like, it's like a part of him is. And mm-hmm. I think that that was, that was pretty important as far as Harold goes, um, because I do think that probably Harold thought a lot of his dad, of Deke, mm-hmm. um, but... Deke probably didn't think much of himself when he came back. Well, obviously didn't because he was telling him, be like Harold. So he thought a lot more of Harold than he thought of himself. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It was uh, there, there was a lot of things in there that are pretty deep, um, that are masked in comedy. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, I think overall I think it was a good movie, and I think that more people should be aware of its existence. <laughs> yeah, like... Please have it in Hulu. Right. Yeah. So it's easy to watch. So it's easy to watch so that people can watch it and not go through such lengths just to get to watch it. it. Yeah, it took me hours to find a video online for you to watch. (laughs) It was ridiculous. (laughs) I don't know how you do it, but just you're you're amazing. I'm a sleuth. (laughs) I will find out of movies. (laughs) <laughs> if it's for Adam, yeah, nothing can stop me. Well, nothing can stop you. <laughs> no power in the verse can stop me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, I think we can probably we should probably wrap this up. It's like almost an hour long. Yeah. Um. But yeah, cool. We, um, what are we gonna do next? What do you want to do next? I, I forgot know. what we said. We said something. Oh, it was Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Oh, yeah, the next movie, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. Okay, so anyways, all right, well, yep. thanks for listening, anyone who did. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we will be back because you can't stop the signal. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Till next time. Bye.